NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong. And I'm Darian Woods. The Federal Trade Commission is cracking down on companies that handle sensitive location data. The market for location data is this multi-billion dollar industry. And the FTC is particularly concerned with data linked to places like medical facilities. The agency is going after companies that it believes are collecting this information via mobile apps, often without users' knowledge or direct consent. And last month, the FTC reached its first settlement with what's called a location data broker. This is a company that collects and sells digital information about people's whereabouts. Scary stuff. And so back in 2022, we covered how mobile location data is gathered, sold, and used. After the break, we'll have an update to that episode, including a conversation with an FTC lawyer who worked on this milestone privacy case. He tells us what message he hopes to send to the industry. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Certified Financial Planners. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, Certified Financial Planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com NPR. Our phones contain a treasure trove of information about us. What we're watching, buying, searching for, and where we are. Precise geolocation data is really your longitude and your latitude. So exactly where you are, like you are in your living room in your apartment. Lena Gamrawi is a privacy lawyer. A couple of years ago, she helped launch a watchdog group that investigated mobile apps. This was also when more investigative journalism was coming out about the industry. Like in 2020, Vice reported that the U.S. military was buying location data collected from a variety of apps. Usually what happens is that apps are collecting information about you. The apps then turn around and sell that information to data brokers, third parties, who then package that data, repurpose it, and then sell it to anyone that wants to buy the data. Lena says location data can be helpful. Like, say an epidemiologist wants to track the spread of infectious diseases in a population. Or a real estate company might want to analyze foot traffic patterns when deciding where to open a store. And then there are apps that simply wouldn't work without knowing their users' locations. Think of navigation and mapping apps or ride-sharing apps like Lyft and Uber. So it's not all nefarious and bad, but unfortunately, the way that it's been used today has exploited individuals because this information is really sensitive. One high-profile example involved a Catholic priest. He resigned after a news site claimed to have linked his phone with data showing that he'd visited gay bars and used the location-based dating app Grindr. 
And location data came under renewed scrutiny after Roe v. Wade was overturned. Three House lawmakers launched an investigation into menstruation tracking apps and other companies that handle data, including location. So how does location data get from an app to a data broker to companies that are paying for this information? Lena says that often the app developers have no idea that this data is being collected in the first place. And that's because of something called software development kits, or SDKs. Basically, they're pieces of code that app developers use when creating an app instead of writing the code from scratch. So think about making spaghetti. You could spend hours simmering a complex bolognese sauce on the stove. Or you could buy a jar of pre-made sauce and get dinner on the table in 15 minutes. Yeah, so so SDKs are these pre-made jarred pasta sauces of the mobile app industry. They contain pre-made software for functions like taking credit card payments or sending instant messages. So SDKs can be very useful, but unbeknownst to app developers, some SDK creators insert location tracking capabilities into their software and sell that data to brokers. What happens a lot of time is that the SDK has what we call invisible code, and the code can then extract your location information. And the app developers actually sometimes don't even know that they're putting this into the app. Some developers choose to avoid SDKs altogether for this very reason. Developers like Brian Mueller. I'm the founder of Carrot Weather, this uh, snarky little weather app that has this personality built into it. I'm sick of these vanilla weather apps, Wayland. <laughs> yeah, well, if you want a weather app kind of spicing up your life, Carrot Weather might be your thing. Because okay. every time you open this app, you are greeted with a rude message. Okay. Like, if it's sunny and warm, Carrot might say, I hope you get a horrible sunburn. This is quite the app. I don't know why people would want this in their life, but maybe, I don't know, self-flagellation is a thing. Maybe just to feel alive. To feel alive. (laughs) You know, I've learned that Carrot's personality is pretty acerbic and it's sometimes bordering on homicidal. But one thing that Carrot does not do, despite being a weather app, is collect and store precise location data. A few years ago, when Brian started reading about how invisible code could be lurking inside SDKs, he decided to remove them from his app. He also doesn't sell ads because he didn't want to expose his customers' data to third-party advertising companies. I remember joking that Carrot wants your location data so that she can use it to like send an assassin after you, not, not give it to someone else to market stuff to you. So one challenge for Brian is that he has to rely on third-party weather data providers, you know, the the companies that actually do the forecasts. And he can't control what those companies do with his customers' data. So he's built a couple of safeguards. For example, he puts his own servers in between his customers and the weather data providers. That way, those companies don't see his customers' IP addresses. They only see requests coming from Brian's servers. And another thing that I do is uh, my requests to the weather data providers don't use the most precise GPS coordinates. I round those coordinates up so that they'll never be able to, like, say that this user is at this specific address. Brian says, though, as a consumer, he personally doesn't mind his location being used for targeted ads. And this is a pretty common mindset. Like, our online experience can be more tailored to our interests because of the information that we provide to apps and advertisers. And ads are what enables so many apps and services to be free. But the conversation around how sensitive personal information gets used is prompting people like Brian to take a hard look at the trade-offs between privacy, convenience, and, in his case, making a living as an app developer. 
there's so many cases out there where location data can be used to really hurt people. And that's the kind of stuff that I don't want to contribute to. Government regulators are also stepping in. Brian Schull is a senior attorney at the FTC's Division of Privacy and Identity Protection. He worked on the FTC's case we mentioned at the top of the episode, and it involved a data broker called X-Mode. What we're trying to do with this X-Mode case is, is really nail down those locations where it's very clear that consumers are injured when this data is revealed to others who consumers don't know about. Those locations include medical and reproductive health clinics, houses of worship, and domestic abuse shelters. The FTC alleges that Xmode sold data that could potentially reveal people's visits to those sensitive places. According to the FTC, Xmode got this location data mostly through SDKs, those prepackaged bits of code used by app developers. The agency says Xmode didn't always tell app developers or consumers how this information was being used, and that meant consumers couldn't consent to sharing it. The terms of the FTC settlement still need final approval. If it goes through, Xmode will be required to keep a list of sensitive locations and delete those locations from any data that it sells. That's a provision that we're really excited about, and we really hope that it sends an, uh, a strong message to this marketplace. Xmode was acquired a few years ago, and it's now known as OutLogic. We contacted OutLogic for comment on the FTC settlement, and the company said it disagrees with the FTC. It also said that following the FTC's new policy won't significantly change the way it does business. Meanwhile, the FTC is undeterred. Two weeks ago, the agency took similar action against a second company and banned it from selling location data. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Maggie Luthar and fact-checking by Sarah Juarez. The piece was originally produced by Nikki Ouellette with engineering by Catherine Silva and fact-checking by Dylan Sloan. Kicking Cannon edits the show and the indicators of production of NPR. In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. This spring, Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Go to mintmobile.com slash indicator. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply.